0: You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, thank you for joining uh, me this evening. Um, I believe that in light of some of the things we've experienced, uh, as most of you know, we, uh, Josh went on to be with the Lord here a few days ago. And um, we've, you know, I struggled in this, and I think that those of you that watch the service uh, saw some of the, explanation of why God does what he does and so um, we understand that God honors the will of men and uh, in our setting and I've had so many of you write me and uh, reach out to me um, because you know that a lot of us we are confused sometimes why when we pray so much and we really believe in faith that God does not perform His Word. And so, um, <clears throat> God answered that question for a lot of us recently. And I was so grateful for that. Uh, but what I, <clears throat> what I want to talk about this evening, and it's something I've been thinking about, is when someone uh, goes on to heaven and they're in the presence of the Lord, and of course, you know, they... They leave behind so many people that love them and really, really want them to, to come back. Why do they choose to stay with Jesus and not come back to us? And so I've wrestled with this, and um, I believe the Lord has um, given me some direction on, on on this situation and and this question that we all have is if the person really loved us and they know that it causes us you know sorrow and grief if they're not with us why would they not come back and I think of a verse I think it's in Hebrews it says for I know that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. And so Paul uh, is using or the writer in Hebrews is using a um, an example here between suffering and, and glory. He compares them and he said the suffering on this earth can't even be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. And, I thought of my son, you know, as, as that conversation went on between him and the Lord, and, and he said, Lord, I don't want to leave your presence. And this is what I feel like the Lord's put in my spirit. Because you and I have never been in the presence of the Lord physically, we do not have any understanding of how powerful it is. David wrote in Psalms and he said, in the presence of the Lord is full joy, complete joy. Uh, We've all been in some glorious times in church or in personal prayer time to where we have just felt such a manifested presence of God. But we felt him, but we didn't see him. We felt him, but we weren't physically in his presence when somebody crosses over into heaven for the very first time in their lives they step into the complete fullness of the presence of Jesus and there evidently is such a powerful encounter when a human being stepped into the presence of God that nothing else matters. And I think that, I believe that uh, when they get in the presence of the Lord, that even though they know that we're on the earth and we love them and want them, they understand that even the suffering that we're going through can't be compared. It's not enough to pull them back because of the glory that they are experiencing. In the presence of the Lord. And so <clears throat> there was a day that somebody came to Jesus and they said, Lord, what's the greatest commandment? And the Lord uh, looked at him and he said, The first commandment, or the greatest commandment, is you have to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. So what Jesus was saying is, is that when we become believers, that we have to come into a place with Christ that he consumes our love, that there's nothing else that we love like we love Jesus and so he becomes our first love he becomes our greatest love and our lives are built around pleasing the Lord and so I wanna I wanna read some verses to you because um, I believe this will help us this is in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 30 or chapter 10 and verse 37 says he that loveth father or mother More than me is not worthy of me and he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and so the Lord is saying this he says he wants us to love our our father and mother he wants us to love our husband and our wife and he wants us to love our children But he doesn't want us to love them more than we love him. Jesus has to be your first love. We as humans want to be with what we love the most. And, you know, this is evident in all of our lives. There are some people who say they love Jesus. But they don't really display it. Their, their passion is given to something else. It could be a person. It could be money. It could be a business. Uh, it can be a lot of things. But the Lord says that when you really get saved and you go according to the scriptures, that Jesus becomes your first love, that you love him more than family. And so when I was thinking about that, I, I, I thought about, all of us who have loved ones that have crossed over and we we wonder Lord why would they stay it's just normal you stay with the one that you love the most does it mean that our loved ones didn't love us no they loved us none of them would want them to suffer but it's just a natural process that You always want to be with the one that you love the most. Our love for our family and our children flows down out of our love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, Paul wrote a good portion of the New Testament, probably somewhere around two-thirds. And uh, Apostle Paul was an amazing man. And he made this statement, he said, for me to live is Christ. In other words, he says, for me to be on the earth and to preach the gospel, it's to Christ's advantage. It's a benefit to him. But he said, for me, what is a benefit and an advantage to me is for me to die. And he said, I'm torn between the two. He said, I know that I need to be here for you to preach the gospel. But he said, my heart's desire is to be with him. And I thought, Lord, what would make him feel that way? With seeing all the miracles and having the revelation that he had and to see the glory of God flow through his ministry, what was in him that pulled on him and said, I would want to be with the Lord if I could? And this is why I think it is, why he felt this way. Because he wrote, um, I, I, let me see if I have it written now, I think it's in Corinthians, Second Corinthians. Paul said, I was caught up into paradise or heaven. And Paul, for a, a, I don't know how long, was translated into heaven. When he got into heaven, he got in the presence of Jesus. Once he tasted of the presence of Jesus, nothing else mattered. It all faded away. It's not that people choose to stay because they didn't care about us. It's just that we would all do the same thing. Because once you get in the presence of the Lord, David said this, he said, Oh, in the presence of the Lord, his fullness of joy, Um, it's a complete joy. There's something evidently so magnificent about standing with Jesus that our eyes shall behold him. And uh, one scripture says, I hath not seen and eareth not heard, and neither is entered to the heart of men in other words our natural mind our natural understanding will never be able to comprehend the joy that the father has prepared for those that love him and so when when somebody crosses over that's a believer and for the very first time in their life they are exposed to the physical presence of jesus Can't help themselves none of us could I mean I've I've tasted of the Lord and he's amazing I've been in services to where you felt like at any moment that you would see a manifestation of the presence of God it's a wonderful thing to preach under great anointing but none of that can compare to when a human being gets in the presence of God and there is no restriction now. There is there is nothing that um, they they're exposed to the fullness of Jesus Christ that you and I are not. Uh, I don't think that if you and I were in the physical body that we're in this temporal body, I don't think our heart could be able to handle the glory of the presence of the Lord and um, we love, we love each other on the earth. I love my children and I love my wife, Um, my parents are gone, but I love my parents. Um, But they are really single faceted to us. I love Jasmine because she's my daughter, but she's only my daughter. I love Nicholas, who's my son, in the dimension of him being a son to me. I love my wife uh, in the dimension that she is a wife to me. But it's single-faceted. They're not all things to me. They each individually give me a part in my life that makes me complete. When you get in the presence of the Lord, he's multifaceted this is this is what's so great about evidently being in the presence of jesus that he's not just a father he's 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 everything every single part of your being that has yearned hallelujah for companionship once you get in the presence of jesus it's all there he becomes all things to all men who stand in the presence of the lord and um, you know when you read in the Bible about different men who, who got in the presence of God or had a divine encounter with the Lord. Isaiah, you know, was a great prophet, and he said, "I saw the Lord," and he was high and lifted up, and begins to describe how great he was. And I think Daniel, when he had the encounter with the Lord, he said, "I felt sick." He said, "My body just couldn't handle it," and. Um, Isaiah I think it was cried woe is me for I'm unclean and he probably wasn't unclean but when he got in the presence of God it affected him so much when things happen to you that you don't think will happen and you come to the Lord um, you know after we had prayed for Josh for so much and really believed that God would raise him up, and then he passed, uh, I struggled, and I went to the Lord, and I said, I I don't understand this. And sometimes, um, you got to be really careful because in those moments, the enemy can drive a wedge between you and God Almighty, and you don't want that to happen. And God, in his abundant mercy, you know, had somebody reach out Pastor Rich and, and what he had encountered in the spirit gave you and I a lot of answers about uh, an individual's will being part of that. Um, but there are going to be times that God will not give us an explanation. And this is what trust is. There are seasons. You know, I, I look back and I thought, there is no explanation For praying by faith and believing and then it not happened there's no explanation for that because I'd never considered will of a person and then when God gave me the explanation I thought well that makes sense everything that happens to you and I there is an explanation and in eternity I'm sure that all of us will have our time with Jesus and and ask him about some things that we never understood, and he'll give us the answer, and then we'll go, oh, now I see. But the Bible says that you and I walk by faith. Trust in God means that even when God doesn't explain himself, we still believe that God is right. And I do believe that the church is coming into a realm where you and I are going to experience another level of the presence of the Lord. That's amazing. I, a dear pastor friend of mine called me today, and, and we were talking. and Boy, the Spirit of God started moving, he began to prophesy. And he said, Brother, he said, I see services coming in your church where there's going to be such a presence of God that you won't be able to preach that's coming and so don't allow the enemy to make you feel like well the person who left if they had a choice they should have come back because uh, they know that I love them I guess really when you get in the presence of God you really don't have a choice because it's so overwhelming, it's so magnificent. It's, um, the writer said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Walk it out. Rest in the Lord. And trust God. And don't let the enemy make you feel like if someone's left your life that they didn't come back because they didn't care about you it's that they understand that what you and I go through it can't even be compared to the glory of God that they're experiencing and so it's very difficult for us in our natural minds to be able to comprehend the eternal we really can't and so that's why we walk by faith and um, there is a place in the Lord that all of us have to get that regardless of what we go through, we will, we will not let it separate us from Christ. And Paul said that. He said, Nothing shall separate me from the love of God. So, the presence of the Lord um, we will never understand it on this side oh my just just tasting them it is an amazing thing but you have to remember that the ones who have gone on want to stay with the person they love the most if you're a believer at the end of the day Jesus said we have to love him more than our children our wife our parents he has to have our heart and so that day that you lost somebody and they went home to be with the lord they couldn't leave because they were with the one they loved the most i love you you and i are going to make it we're not going to let the enemy separate us we're going to walk this out we're not too long from seeing people that we love anyway face to face you hold your ground, you trust the Lord. Don't, try to, don't let the enemy get in there and try to separate you. And God will carry you alone. Uh, until I see you again, I love you. God loves you more. Stay strong. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.